0: Jaune, Jaune. How do you pronounce it? Jaune. I listened to a bunch of the American podcasts and they have a very different...
1: The problem, I pick up the wrong name because all the Spanish-speaking say Jaune, they don't know how to pronounce it, and all the English-speaking people say Jaune, Jaune, they don't know. So it means yellow in French, actually. Jaune.
0: I'm glad we cleared that up. Welcome back to the Radio Juxtapose podcast. My name is Doug Gillen, and today you join me once again from the coastal seaside town of Ostend in Belgium for a special edition of Radio Juxtapose Live from the Crystal Ship Festival. This time in conversation with Jean. celebrating 10 years of working in the street, we sit down with Belgian street artist Jean in the Ruby Gallery where he's marked the occasion with a mini retrospective exhibition. The gallery space has been completely taken over by an army of his miniature fluoro jacket Dorn stenciled characters. Construction workers causing mayhem with leaf blowers, sanitation workers drinking on the job and a whole slew of chaotic scenes that could almost find themselves as a DVD extra in a Toy Story movie. And I think at least to some degree that's the point. These are characters who would normally be found outside the confines of a gallery setting. They're small rewards for the curious, remedies for the monotony of everyday life, and they can be found in alleyways, on high streets, and on people's houses all over the world. Over the course of this conversation, we're gonna to get to the heart of Jean's motivations and inspirations for this special edition of Radio Juxtapose Live from the Crystal Ship Festival. If you enjoy this, please be sure to subscribe to the channel, leave us a kind review, enjoy the episode. do you know I wasn't where i planned on starting but we're here uh why why yellow
1: oh it's a stupid play on word with a friend because my real name is jonathan so jaune john and it's just a question of accent and it could sound like yellow so when i started painting in the street i was thinking maybe it's not a good idea to write jonathan it's too long so (laughs) i just picked up shown and then it became my nickname
0: so there wasn't an obvious connection between the yellow of the name and the yellow of the sanitation workers? No,
1: absolutely not. It's kind of coincidence. They were this, this yellow combination. Okay.
0: All right. That's a very happy coincidence. Yeah. So we're sitting just now in the Ruby Gallery and we are in amongst 10 year mini retrospective. Uh, tell me about, for, the, for those that are listening and can't see, tell, kind of describe what we're sitting in amongst here at the moment.
1: So we are in the middle of uh, my production, my stencil production of those last ten years. So it means uh, two hundred and twenty-three artworks shown, and uh, it looks like uh, you know those shoes shop where they are all on the on the wall, each model, and then you have it the same way. So they are all one on each um, one on the side of each other, and. Casually it happens, happy, happy little story between characters next to each other and, and it gives you a way to, to see how I'm working because each character is the same scale than all the others so they can all be combined together and in a limitless number of stories.
0: It really is a limitless number of stories um, and you can really sense that just looking at the variety of the situations that these little guys are in. Tell me about the actual the people in these uh, that are portrayed here in these in these works.
1: So they are all uh, workers. I mean, in workers' outfits. They are based on pictures of my friends, my family, myself, and uh, I dress everyone as a worker. Like recently, I could have Marta Cooper here in the gallery, and I could dress her like a worker and picture her to make a, in order to make a future character stencil. And so, yeah, that's all workers. Uh, Basically, they are sanitation workers because they have the the broom and they clean the... Well, they never work. But also a lot of uh, construction guys, uh, few cops, few military... A uh, few waiters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually funny
0: just when you say that, because I'm looking around and I'm not actually seeing too much work being done here.
1: No, that's the point. Because I used to, when, when I developed the, this, this idea, I was worker, working uh, as a student, as a sanitation worker. So I was actually cleaning the street of Brussels in that suit, in that uniform that I steal and keep for myself because it was so funny. But it made me realize a lot of stuff, like they are so low in the level of the society, they, they clean the shit of everyone, but they are so important at the same point because if they stop working, we saw it a few days ago in Paris, they, uh, they, they were on strike for one week and it was hell. So, so that's so funny that the, the survive of our society in a way it's uh, held by those guys, and nobody knows it, so I like to paint them uh, putting a mess instead of cleaning or constructing constructing stuff. So yeah, it's uh, taking the opposite of what they are supposed to do and make it big.
0: Tell me about that time then. You know, how did you how did you end up as a sanitation worker, and what was that experience like? Because I think you know, you seem to you seem you've obviously drawn it such a huge part of your artistic career 10 years it was an electroshock to me
1: i I was just a student and i did it just a few months during various summer uh, in a row and so it was only one month each time but uh, i could that was just calculation i was seeing i was we were in a team in one truck uh, collecting like one between 150 and 300 kilos a day of trash and then I was calculating. Okay, there is like a 15 team in one uh, basement. Uh, in those base, I don't know if basement is the right n- name, but you know, underground the, layer. Yeah, no, those uh, the house of them. I don't know how you will say it in English. But then you have 15 team in there. Then you have, uh, I think, like six or seven of those plays in the city, which all the teams, and you have three shift a day. So you can easily calculate how many tons of shit they carry every day, and if they stop. I mean, it's enormous. And so I was like, yeah, I need to use those guys. And it was also super funny because I was dressed like a Teletubby, super flu, but I had the impression that no one could see me because, yeah, I was invisible for people. And it's funny, you make everything to be, to be visible, but you are invisible. Then you are free to make whatever shit you want in the street. Nobody will cares. And that's a bit uh, principle, the principle, the idea, the basic idea. And then after, it's like play on word. When you start, each time you will find new ideas and endless stories.
0: Was this like a conscious... There's a parallel between artists that go out and put on the high visibility work vest and make it in the day... You know, and it's like you see this, whether it's Vermebus or Black Blecklerat or whatever, you know, Banksy even. And they put on this high visibility work vest. Were you aware of this kind of obvious? And it seems like for a lot of this stuff, it just seems to be really coincidental, natural things that fall in with you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I couldn't know it before to experience it. And then I realized like, wow, this is amazing because you really, when you wear a fluo jacket in the street, and worker outfit you are totally part of the landscape you are like a, a, a post box or a, a electric box or whatever or a, a red light traffic light it, it's just nobody really cares about you unless if they have to deal with you but if nobody have to deal with you they will not bother you and then really you can i did so many shit when i was dressed like that because the guys just drag you somewhere and then yeah we can have a break here you start playing football in the park and doesn't matter yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
0: so what was that kind of catalyst moment for you then where you kind of because i know that you were you were studying graphic design at at college am i right in thinking you were making like kind of like abstract
1: shapes it, pa- um, no. it was
0: more painterly stuff before. I, I, know, I was,
1: I s- I was um, basically, I was living uh, in, in, a, in a flat with, um, with other students and they all were doing graffiti. I wasn't doing graffiti and so I discovered all that scene at one time. But it, and I was amazed by, the, by this act of painting on a wall and take possession of, of, of the wall in a way without selling anything because i was um studying graphic design where they basically teach you to make advertising and sell products Mm -hmm. and uh and it was really interesting to see that yeah you can do the same stuff i mean take possession of the of the walls and and put message on it without selling any message or any product or uh, you can just enjoy but also i i saw a lot of people that hate graffiti like i mean old people like oh no my house they put ugly tags on it so basically a lot of people don't really get what's graffiti and so my first idea was to to bring those guys cleaning the graffiti of the others mm-hmm. like that in my head what was like that people that doesn't understand graffiti can appreciate it because there is something they can understand like oh yeah the little guy is well done so i I like it now. And it happened to me later when I was painting uh, in New Art Festival, for example. There is a story with a, a dick graffiti and one of my guys like painting it like if he, he was making it. And after that, the lady was super happy with this wall because she didn't like the penis painting. And with my guy, she liked it. So, so yeah, the first idea was just to, to make graffiti acceptable for people who don't accept graffiti. In a way, it was a bit ambitious, but it was my my first idea. And then,
0: do you think that's what street art does? It's like a gateway into that. Do you think it helps soften the blow of graffiti?
1: I have no idea because there is so many different practices. That uh, anyone has his own idea, and also each person that will look at street art or graffiti has a different point of view. So the interpretation is super important. So mine is just it makes it pleasant for the eyes for people that don't really get it and then oh yeah there is that little guy funny making some stuff in the middle that I like and
0: so what was the attraction for the stencil for you then
1: uh laziness it was wrong because after I understood that there is a lot of work before to paint but uh, as I didn't have any skills to paint freehand and I didn't want it to cross the long way of making shit before to making something good and I discovered Banksy at the same moment and like the technique of uh, stencils. And I was, okay, that's interesting. It's, it was close to graphic design. I mean, with one picture, one, one image, you uh, synthesize and symbolize an idea. And it was also close to a, 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 a style of drawing I had at that time. You know, when you're bored in, 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 in your classroom, you draw, but you have only one pen with one color. So you make light and shadow really contrast. And so um, stencils, it's quite close to that type of drawing. So it was close and then, yeah, and that was like all thing at the same time, working as a sanitation worker, uh, discovering graffiti, painting uh, and all the ideas behind. So it was kind of a big moment and it came naturally. How does
0: the process work for you then, beginning to end of a, of a piece? You say that all these, every single one of these guys in characters is uh, photographed from you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I take a picture and um, because I need specific uh, positions. So I have friends and, hey, do you want to be one of my models? Oh, yeah, sure. And so I give them the, the suits. they And I ask them to take that position, that position. There is extra one going out of this and then I take my picture and after it just like uh, I'm I cut them on top of the picture, I print the picture and I cut them on top of the picture directly. Now it's digital, but still drawing, still just that I cut faster. But uh, and then, yeah, they are all the same size and like that they can really be combined with all the rest and each time I bring one new character I can make a number of new stories with all the other characters so it's still grow. It to me it works a bit like a language it just like each character is a word and then depending on how you put them together in a phrase you can or in a sentence then you get a new message and a new story so it's exactly the same time each time i create a new character i have a new word of vocabulary
0: nice i like that there's like a real sense of democracy running through the vein of your practice. You know, stencils for me is like one of the most democratic forms of art because you don't have to be able to paint. The size of these people is all scaled to the same size and it's all about the understanding the value of every single member of society.
1: Yeah,
0: Is that a conscious decision or is that just, is that just something that kind of came in?
1: This came slowly. What I like with this is that at the first sight, um, stencil is super um, uh, like a limited technique because once you have your model, it can't move anymore. The only option is repeat, flip the sense and change colors. That's the three options. And you need to have a flapped wall. And In a way, when I was already on the way making stencils, I was discovering the work of other artists on cranes on you know elevators and making like huge moves with brush and i was like i wish i could have the freedom and not be in these little papers already but then i realized with the years that with all my characters i'm more free than them because i can just uh, adapt whatever on the on the moment i can make a wall just with one character sometimes it's enough or i can make yeah, thousands of them and make a huge fight or a huge building because I have also all the backgrounds and windows, doors, some vehicles. So it's really enormous. And so in the end I, I never make plans. I don't have to make a grade on the wall. I can just arrive with my stuff and okay, oh there is a crack on the wall, I can use that guy, and or oh, there is bricks, he can climb on them, or I, I can just improvise all the time. And so in the way in a way I found the freedom that I didn't have at the beginning, just because they are so numerous, so all combinable, the same size, same scale, it's a plus only problem is that it's always heavier and then i need to make selection and sometimes i arrive in the spot and i shit i haven't took the one i wanted but next time so it's yeah it's a good point
0: how, how do the ideas kind of come together then do you do you find yourself just walking about a city just trying to take in the spots and trying to come up with these scenarios or where do these scenes kind of come from
1: you, a lot of time when i 'm invited to paint somewhere uh it's quite directed the place because I can't hit whatever it depends on the place, like here in Belgium, you need authorization and sometimes permissions and and it's complicated, so I have to paint where they tell me to paint but as they are so tiny, if they give me a wall an entire wall, if there is some technical element, a crack uh, something, I can play with that, and I have categories of characters which are the climbing, uh, the, the jumping, the resting, the... and so I can always adapt them and I know them by head, I mean I, I can say okay this one can fit here and sometimes not sometimes yes but usually it's quite easy so it's, it's really like uh, for me it's like cooking, you open your fridge and you see what you have and then you say okay I can cook I don't know this type of pasta or I have still a bit of this and this and I can, it's, it works like cooking.
0: Do you ever heard, do do you build relationships with them? This might be a weird question to ask, but do you build relationships with these characters?
1: Yes, in a way, because I know them perfectly. First, they are all friends, family, or myself. So I'm it's funny like behind me, you have my father. Uh, it's funny sometimes to say, okay, I'm painting my father so far from my house and, and in a place so unexpected, or so yeah, I have an affect with all those characters and also because I know how they work so there's some I really like because they can fit literally everywhere you just like standing hands in the pocket smoking a cigarette and you don't need anything you don't tell anything it's just there and so it works so yeah I I love them
0: Still to come on this special episode of Radio Juxtapose live from the Crystal Ship Festival, we talk about the impact mural or street art festivals can have on an artist's career, we talk preparing for a show and most importantly, we find out what sanitation workers actually think of Jean's work. If you happen to be listening at the time of this episode's release and live within travelling distance to Ostend in Belgium, then you have until April 16th to check out Jean's retrospective in person. Otherwise, head over to the gallery's artsy page and see if you can bag one of those little characters for yourself. As always, all the relevant links and details will be in this episode's show notes. Let's get back into it right here, right now on Radio Juxtapose. How important then was the idea of the festival? I know that Crystal Ship has played a and I don't. I I know that we're here for Crystal Ship. I really don't want it to be like, well, Crystal Ship changed my life. You know, I want it to be an honest answer. Like, if and I I'm really conscious about that. But I do know that it did play a big part in this transition. Yeah, and yeah, sure. I think now that, particularly with the idea of festivals becoming more and more commonplace, maybe to a degree, maybe less having less of an impact than maybe they did. Like for for people, but I know that there's a degree of importance of understanding how how important that might have been for an artist, and yeah, how, I, I, and what that kind of that stepping stone and what it offered, you know. So can you maybe... For me, me,
1: the Crystal Ship, this festival, has been super important for uh, two reasons. One, sentimental, just because it was uh, from that moment, after the first edition of Crystal Ship, that I start going international. And it didn't stop since that moment, which have really feed my work because... uh, just working in Belgium with Belgian humor, let's say, it's something. But then after when you put it, I don't know, in the US, in South America, in the rest of Europe, it don't speak the same way. And so then after you realize the potential you have with your character. So this start just after, right after the the first edition of Crystal Ship, which is for me important, but also when you take part to a festival, usually you go once, which is cool. But this time, um, the first edition of Crystal Ship, nobody knows about street art here in the city, and uh, like 40 people accept to have a small intervention on their house, but without knowing what it would be. And so I did the 40 interventions in two weeks. It was like a hell of a... I did it. And uh, then next year, when they made the same open call, who wants uh, uh, a small intervention on his house? It wasn't supposed to be me. But a lot of people specifically asked it to have me on their house. So now, since that moment, like I think it's the fifth time now I'm here and I painted 85 walls in the city. I know my place, like uh, we just got coffee and it was free just because I paint a guy there and they are super happy to see me every year. And and, and so it's I have friends here, uh, people ready to help me when I need it. and. And yeah, it's like my city now. It's kind of weird because also I can see my stencils uh, getting old because like five years of uh, sea, wind and, and sun. It's, yeah, so it's a particular space for me.
0: Yeah, that is that that's special. So that festival then, they, I, I want to stay in this thread for a little minute because I'm thinking about, I always try to look at it from the point of view of a listener. And if I'm listening to this, maybe with an idea or working on something, but maybe not quite cracking it. And you've taken something that's managed to transition from just an idea into something that has now taken you around the world. I wanna see how that, you know, what, what kind of advice there is in there and how that might, how this conversation could maybe help someone. So how did you, first of all, get that in, into the festival? How did you get your work in front of Bjorn? and then how have you managed to kind of continue that momentum going behind you
1: um well first i didn't put my work in front of bjorn it's bjorn discovered it and so he contacted me at one point so it was just unexpected and i didn't but because when i started i I did not have any idea of all that festival worlds and street art stuff i was just doing my little stuff for myself and it was for making me laugh, let's say and then And then after, yeah, uh, yeah, when he contact me, for me, it has always been the the, the same rules. It's just say, yes, they propose you something and just, you never know what will happen. I remember one of the first stuff he proposed me was not exactly something I do, like making stencil stencil on the ground that you can see like an anamorphose. And it was really complicated. And I was like, I know I don't want to do that, but nothing else to do for the moment. So just, yes, let's try. And then after each time you make an act you have a consequence after and uh, the chalk wave can come two three months after one year maybe like I've seen that work and I, we, are, we are interested to invite you here and and so basically for me it was just making your, your, your stuff with the heart without thinking about being famous going international or uh, whatever because I, I'm not sure it's the best way to make it or even for uh, earning money or if your goal is like specific I don't think you So it's just like taking fun and putting passion in in what you make. And then after, slowly, stuff will go out if you make good stuff. Working, working, and and accept the challenge. Challenge is what will push you a bit further than your your own boundaries. And each time you... That's how you grow, I think.
0: Does it feel weird being in amongst... You know, you go to... like, and, And I'm always really reluctant to call a festival like Crystal Ship street art festival because it's mainly murals there's very rarely street art at a lot of these festivals and i think without the inclusion of yourself this year this would be a mural festival uh does it feel weird sort of being everyone comes and everyone's just trying to paint the biggest thing that they can and you kind of go the other way um, and what is the impact and importance of that scale then
1: on a personal level it's super important because it brings a balance you have uh those huge image, super strong, but then after it's it's really more intimate when you find a little piece that makes you smiling. And I have some people already who told me in the past, like uh, sending me a message to thanks me just because, yeah, their way to the work is kind of boring and sad. And they discover one of my work, like it's one street parallel and it makes the, the way like two minutes longer, but they prefer to take that long skirt, long short skirt, long curt, I don't know how you would say it, but... Yeah, you know, the longer route. Yeah, that, and, uh, and just to, to have that little smile in the, in, in the morning. And I think, yeah, small get a different emotional impact on you first. It makes everything funny, I don't know why, because even when I'm not painting something like funny, it's make it, it makes it funny, so that's good.
0: That's weird, that notion. <laughs> Small is funny. <laughs>
1: yeah, it looks like, because, uh, yeah, if, I don't know, if I was painting those giant, I'm not sure they would be the same funny as, as they are now. And also, yeah, on a practical point of view, uh, I see all the artists making those huge murals, stressing because they come, they have only one week or two weeks and with the weather and the rain and we don't know and they are stressed, they have to finish. And I'm just like doodling stuff on the wall, and if I make ten interventions on a festival, people are happy, and that's honestly something I could de- do in one day. So I take my time. I discover the place. I I talk with people. I'm not stressed, which is good. And uh, and yeah, I'm. I can yeah hit several spots in the city. It's it's really a different way approach of of working on a wall than a uh, big murals it's something more quick more more fast more uh, interesting for me
0: does the response and reaction change when you you know from being in belgium to being in norway to being in the us do you see a different attitude in the way that you're presenting your work and the way that it's received
1: not really, maybe just the way they are seeing the character because here they see them like a sanitation worker but like in the US with the color they see them automatically like construction worker which doesn't change a lot but just in the way they will interpret it, my my painting.
0: Is that because of the uniform? Or yeah, I think
1: so, yeah. I think so. Do you do you?
0: I know that you do mix it up. Uh, that it's not always that one uniform, but it's mainly that uniform, right? But
1: basically, it's it's just that I can I can change color, and so those yellow and orange is the one I started painting. But also, when I arrive somewhere, uh, I you always cross some people working, and then you just pick up the right colors, and then you can speak about different stuff and and so yeah I try to adapt I make them every colors and yeah it's just a rainbow of workers. <laughs> <laughs> I like
0: that. Um, and obviously, I'm particularly drawn towards the guys in the kilts. I like that one. It was obviously a, a big impact there. And I guess that was from your time in Aberdeen.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy with the kilt. We're special mates for, uh, for Aberdeen. I needed to make it, to make it now. Now I don't be so specific. We just were in
0: Aberdeen. You didn't take off that kilt once.
1: No, man, it was a dream. <laughs> Working in a kilt is like every day. Wow.
0: Every day, you, I, just, I only just remember. In my this. head,
1: I look cool. I don't know how people don't wear kilts. I, I just loved it, and it's yeah, you know the free sensation. I know Woo-hoo! the free sensation. <laughs> yeah. I know the free sensation <laughs> well.
0: I was I, I was thinking about this the other day about because I'm going back to Aberdeen Center, I was like. Why am my kilt enough when I go up there but you you got there you were just oh, it's first thing you did when you got there
1: perfect it's the perfect outfit <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, how was the experience in the US then because you you went over with think space a few years ago and you know that's that's quite a big jump
1: yeah the show didn't went super well in terms of selling but the experience was really interesting also because going to US was a dream since I was little just to go there and because you watch movies and and then to see how works the society over there is different. I'm always uh, connected and and focus on those technical aspects of life like all the details on the buildings and over there everything is different over there is huge over there is shiny also there is a lot of shiny metals everywhere and i don't yeah, know yeah. it's it was something really interesting and also the society itself it's really different than than europe like uh, about uh, poverty and they, they don't they don't manage the same way the, the 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 social aspect of life and so so yeah it's quite impacting being over there and yeah, it's a world of contrast over there.
0: How do you approach then making a show? Because it's obviously very different to having a crack in a wall or having yeah, a yeah, drain no, pipe no, no, sure. and going, "Okay, cool. I know that this work this will work here." But then when you're coming into a blank white wall space, how do you approach that?
1: Well, this time with this show, as I made a retrospective, I just create one uh, one cutout character of every worker I've created since 10 years. So, I mean, the pitch was quite easy for me this time. It was just, I want to see the whole catalog at once, all my characters, see how many space I can fill. And for the rest, when you make up a show, it's hard because you are always thinking in terms of, I don't want to work for free. So I I hope I will sell some stuff, but also I want to please myself and I don't know what people want to have in their house so it's always kind of a bet you you need to try some stuff and that's why like last show were not really good this one uh yeah I'm trying always to adjust your the way you will present your work and and and, and yeah this time i think it suits I found a, a good way to make it. Just those little characters, affordable characters also. It's important also to me to have those, those tiny yeah, I pieces. Mean,
0: again, kind of goes all back to this notion of being democratic. You know, th- your work is affordable.
1: Yeah, yeah. There is some expensive pieces because there is a lot of work, a lot of character. But when it's that way, mass production of small characters, uh, it makes every character... Can be cheap, and it 's important to me because I see it with people contacting me to 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 have my work in their homes it 's not much people like collecting art to uh, uh, you know collect and and see growing the value and sometimes uh, sell a piece and make a benefit it's more people that have an effect on it and and want one of my characters because that speaks to them, and that 's something and i see a lot of people like when i give them my price even if it's low they i it's still a little bit too much for me so i i see that to me it's really important to 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 keep uh, affordable prices uh for some pieces obvious i have pieces that require more money because it's expensive to produce but it's important to me to have like a, a small category and that almost anyone could get one
0: it's navigating somewhere in between collectible and fine art. You know, how have you managed to approach this business side of things? Because it is a, you know, it's all about money.
1: The, the technique uh, calls it stencil. It's a technique of reproductions, basically. So it's, it's not that far than uh, silk screen print so so when you see artists with huge canvas when they spend hours on on the on the um, on on the work they have to sell it for a a huge price but to have work which are uh, affordable they make prints and i can make my own prints in a way because that's really the same technique i can like just like reproduce the same and i make series of the same characters uh just as other make series of prints so basically the technique allow me to have those kind of affordable pieces which is good for me and also going up and as i told before like bigger canvas bigger work more complex but the technique yeah give me the possibility it's natural you you see it that you can easily reproduce those small characters for a, a fair price and that's good for me how does it feel looking back on 10 years then I'm amazed. I'm super happy because it started joking in the street, and now I've traveled in more than 20 countries, and I don't know how many cities, and and I've been painting in places such uh, favelas and and Haiti, and also in like marble palaces or uh, Roman ruins. Uh, I mean, I couldn't dream of 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 seeing, th- and it made me groan. So I mean. I mean I'm just like so thankful for for those ten years I couldn't imagine and now i'm'm I'm, li- I'm making a living of it and I can dedicate to it and and each time each time push it a little bit further a little bit further and yeah it's crazy
0: is there going to be another ten years
1: Oh yeah yeah, with those guys and i will I will also open new doors and because also the technique gets uh, is evolution so i'm i'm faster to work and i i have uh, better uh, opportunities also also with the with the machines the tools my technique evolved so so yeah i will go definitely for 10 years but uh, uh, as i told each time I, I create a new character it's a new number of story i can do but i mean i can really open open the like the characters i can make all the fire workers military Policemen, all I haven't made. Postmen, ambulance stuff. All the, but also I'm working now with in my head with the shipping containers and other stuff that everyone have to deal with, even if they don't know it. And and yeah, stencil give you the possibility of making a lot of in my route, in my way. I can make it huge and so diverse that that I I still have. Plenty of ID I need and directions connected from the same point, but and everything get connected on one point. The size already, the technique and everything works together. So
0: what would be the dream then for you? the dream the dream project or the dream, dream project there is, oh, how would you
1: uh, I, I really like to go to japan because i i have something in my head about uh, making tiny samurais because i, I i've seen that tiny you can <laughs> samurai. yeah it's it's amazing because you can you can you can just like change the outfit of uh, if you take the elements of a samurai armor you can make it uh, a garbage or worker like just make it fluo and i hope they will not take like an offense, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't see. Like, no. But it, it just, it just. It, 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 in the cities, we do always glorify in a way, war or take it in the memory with statue of soldiers and stuff. And I think we now with global warming and change, we have to fight now as a human species. I think we could like put our effort to put the military force and the those symbols we use to fight against our our own destruction, the trash. The, the, the. And so that's, uh, that's something I had in my mind, use uh, those military uh, legends and put them back today, but not to fight other people, not to fight trash, monsters, I don't know, stuff like that. So that would be a dream, go to Japan also because it's i I see it as a different culture as european culture u s culture south american culture african culture I still don't know because I still didn't paint there but um but yeah japan is one of the stuff I would like to do, and another one would probably paint an underground station like a full underground station would be would be really really fun really that's something I have in my mind like where you walk just going to the and bring fun in the in those those long corridor boring
0: fun fun and joy lie the heart of your practice though don't they This is art designed to make people feel yeah yeah good. that's
1: my late motif because I'm telling a lot of about a lot of stuff serious and and like uh, yeah like the consumption the, the 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 global warming the trash the making people laugh is one of my late leitmotifs because we already have so many depressed stuff around yeah. us war global warming pandemic whatever just like those years have been really tough for a lot of people and i think we you you can speak about the same stuff but with a light way and just with a smile and you you will remember think better when you are laughing and having a joke about something. It makes everyone chill and then you can speak about stuff more chill, yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's important to have, to laugh and, and smile. It's important.
0: So we're sort of taking the, the real pain out of a sad situation or a sad conversation.
1: That, that was my first stuff because when I started working with the sanitation worker, it's just because I was like, damn, what trash we, we create every day. It was something really touching me and I, 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 I needed to express myself with those guys. It's kind of like uh, putting outside of myself the stuff, uh, the negativity, and but through humor. So
0: Inherently with the idea of it being sanitation workers, There is an element of environmental conversation around this. Is that something that is kind of like a conscious environmental aspect or does it just more so come with the territory of dealing with the image of a sanitation worker? Do you want your work to be a comment on waste and environmental issues?
1: No, no, because um, basically I don't have specific uh, expectation about my work I, because I, I realize uh, quite fast, whatever I say, I, I paint. If I don't write on it, the message is this. People will interpret it. And I already had, I, I paint something and it was like they were carrying big beers and, and cigarettes because I was like like thinking, yeah, they just... Spend in the end their salary in finished beers and cigarettes finished work for the week yeah. and yeah, yeah. and the old lady came and like, Ah, oh, they are cleaning the street because that's the trash we come and see the most in the street it's like uh, cigarette butts and and, and and trash cans, and I was damn she right so and it's the total opposite of what i I was painting, and so i don't have a specific message to give or and i don't because also i don't have any answer to give i'm just like here to put a To me, it gives you you a smile first, and I'm happy with that. And then after, if it starts a a reflection. And usually it's not about uh, the consumption, the global warming. It's more about first the social aspect, because a lot of people say like, they tell me, yeah, uh, since I know your work now, each time I see someone in fluo jacket, I watch him, I say hello. And and so it changed the, 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 the way people... Uh, see other people so it's first a social uh, goal and then and then after depending on what specifically I'm painting there can be message that I want to give but without really with not the, the objective of giving this message.
0: Was there ever a moment or an awkward thing where sanitation workers didn't take it the right way?
1: Yeah yeah the only the only person that doesn't really take it the right way are the workers because it depend depend where this is a slight problem <laughs> yeah yeah because but that's i think it's because it's because of of our policy and how how the world is designed because they are here they are meant to work and if you have something that where they are laying down they they believe i'm i'm joking about them and then making fun about them and and just like depicting depicting them like a, like a lazy people which is not but um like in my village i did a painting like that where they are all playing football with basketball like something stupid and they are drinking and they just like I, they, i have to cover it when i say sorry and yeah it's misplaced but
0: have you built the bridges back have you managed to yeah 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 yeah
1: in the end they were not when i explained they were okay happy and just because on facebook few people comment it's a village and so like it gives a bad image of the sanitation workers and on the workers and then in the end nothing bad happened but but yeah, usually they think I'm making fun of them and 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 saying they are lazy, which is not. It just uh, I think you need also to have a little bit of um, uh, self um, derision. You know, you you can you can make fun about yourself. Mm-hmm. Self-deprecation. Yeah, and it it won't kill you. So I mean.
0: But there's a sensitivity around sanitation workers already. You know. Yeah. There's also, a, there, there, there's this maybe maybe a a very definitely a very wrong stigma uh that would be attached to working with someone else's trash
1: it's a it's also something from the timing i mean the 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 period wants it everyone is sensitive for the moment like you making jokes you have really to be sure to make it with the audience and stuff because you can offend so many people now so so yeah it's you will always be someone a bit angry about something, but in the end, when you can discuss and have a chat, usually you can make the stuff flat and continue.
0: So just for the record, your work isn't designed to offend? Oh, not at
1: all, not at all. No, it's just, uh, to me, my first idea was uh, take your own responsibility. If those guys stop working, who will clean your trash? That's That was the, the first idea. So that's why they never work. It just... Uh, I stopped working, who's going to do it now? That was the first idea.
0: What's well, coming up. Future.
1: But now I will take the time to... Um, I, I want to work on some project I have uh, coming Sorry. from myself. Okay. What I told you about the, the shipping containers, it's something, a new direction that require a bit of, of work. And uh, yeah, working about uh, those uh, huge port and shipping containers and boats and the fact that all we consume comes with that, and if we don't have that, we don't have anything coming. So that's a nice graphic element I want to use. And so still with the social aspect, but going on a bit diverse. It's always the same, the same idea in the end. It's those little hands that makes our society works. And so all those elements that makes it works. And I want to, yeah, just amplify a bit the spectrum and, and go
0: further. Excellent. Uh, anything else you would like to add just now, Jonathan?
1: I'm really happy right now when I'm at peace, so I'm good. Are you content? <laughs> you,
0: I asked you the other day, I said, how's things, man? And you were just like, I'm happy, man.
1: I'm super happy. I'm, I feel peaceful. There is still a lot of shit going on around, a lot of problems, but breathe it's gonna be fine and for the moment i'm just good just fine <laughs> the fuck is the key to that man
0: <laughs> how, do you find inner peace? how did you find inner peace i know that i know we're trying to end the podcast but how
1: did you find inner peace oh, i think you you need to enjoy further little stuff find love it's important to me it has been important i get married and i found my wife in colombia so i'm super happy <laughs> and uh, and yeah just enjoy all the little moments and dedicate yourself to what you love and to who you love and that, for me just that the that's secret <laughs> yeah just enjoy few beers few beers few smokes can help <laughs> that is one of the
0: most beautiful ways to finish a podcast i think i've ever had so thank you very much Sean. Um, thank you everything. man thank you That was Belgian street artist Jean Live from Ostend in Belgium for the Crystal Ship Festival. That was part one of two-part special from this year's festival. If it isn't already out, make sure you keep an eye out for our second interview with French Paste-Up artist Julien de Casabianca. It is a cracker. Once again, thank you to everybody from the Crystal Ship for having us back. We look forward to returning again in 2024. Make sure you follow all the work that they're doing in Ostend in Belgium. All the links are in the show notes. That it' from me, Doug Gillen. I'll be back with you guys real soon. Till then, take care of yourselves and each other.